tell that sad story. This is the podcast of how to empower, create, and encourage, okay? Happy stories. So communicate. Welcome to the How to Empower, Create, Encourage podcast. You're here with me, your host, Alessandra Guerra. Hi, welcome, and thank you for tuning in. Your saucy and genuine questions made this episode one of my favorites. Turn up the volume. I'm excited to share this experience with you. Diana, I'm so excited that you're here on the podcast with me today. Diana, you're fresh off your ecclesiastical mission in San Antonio, Texas. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here in this podcast. I'm so happy that you're here too. And the reason that we're doing this with you is because you spent 18 months serving a mission and it taught you a lot about conflict, communication, and people. And I wanted to get your insight on that today. What is the number one thing that you would say that you've taken away from working 18 months with people of all different ethnicities and genders and different kinds of backgrounds? What have you taken away from I love that you mentioned that. On the mission, you get a companion for 24 hours, seven days a week. You have to learn to work with them. And everyone's different. Like you could get a companion where you and this companion are super compatible. You become best friends right away. And you can also get companions where okay, we're definitely very different. We definitely have different opinions, beliefs, standards sometimes, and just the way we go about things, the way we communicate. I am so grateful that I had that experience because I feel like it taught me a lot on the importance of actually communicating with people and being vulnerable, letting go of pride, and mainly the importance of love. That's the main thing that I took away, how important it is to love people, how important it is to communicate and try to find a common ground everyone's so different. (laughs) We live in a world filled with billions and billions of people and we're all so different. But the beauty is that we can communicate, we can find that love. And that's what this podcast is about today, about how we can find that joy, how we can communicate and connect with people. I love how you're saying that everyone feels all those things differently and we express it differently. And the way that we've grown up, that our parents have modeled love for us, the way that we've seen it culturally, maybe, that is a big influential factor in how we ourselves demonstrate love so what we're gonna do is we asked you guys to ask us questions and we're gonna read them and then you're gonna answer them the very first question is how can i show someone i'm interested without giving them too much power Ooh, that's a saucy question this has been a question that i've asked myself actually what if i'm interested in someone but i don't want them to know i'm too interested but you know you gotta you gotta maybe play hard to get You know, I feel like this is something that has happened multiple times as you're a teen or just an adult. You've asked this question. How do you not give away too much power? How do you play it cool? Hmm. That's a good thinker. Do you have any thoughts on that? The power struggle in a dating game is such a myth. The more that I've learned I'm my own individual that's empowered, I've realized no one can take that from me. I can be active in the way that I'm empowered or I can be passive about it. And I'd rather be someone that says hey, this guy might not like me back and that's okay, but I feel interested in this person and I'm empowered to go ahead and show a little bit of interest and see what happens and see if there's a connection there. I love that. So what I'm getting from this is there's no such thing as giving away our power by showing interest in someone. 
just like you said, it's empowering. We're not giving away any power to the guy that we say we have a crush on or vice versa. Finds us really cute or he likes us or he wants to get to know us. There's no way that he's giving up his power. It's empowering and it helps the other person see, wow, this person has confidence. Person really likes me. It's flattering. So to answer that question, how can I show someone I'm interested without giving them too much power? Well, just show them you're interested and make it spicy because that's always entertaining. (laughs) And just to like hit that home, I don't know what the analogy is, throw in a sports analogy here that you think makes sense. (laughs) But One of the messages in this podcast is that we're empowered to create the life, the love and the reality and the world that we want. If you want a love can just communicate openly and be vulnerable, then we have to create that and we have to take some steps in doing that first. Agreed. The second question is, how can I tell someone I like them without scaring them off? (laughs) Oh man, I like this question a lot. I think that it's important to know that you liking this person isn't a burden on this person. I kind of feel like this question implies that you're bothering them somehow by liking them or just in case they don't like you back that it becomes burdensome for some reason. That's not true. Like, for example, me and my experience, I've been super flattered. Her many experiences. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've been really flattered when a guy has been straight up with me and told me that he likes me. Like, that's attractive that a guy can be straightforward. Some of my guy friends have told me as well that it's attractive when a girl is straightforward with them as well and tells them, hey, I like you. I feel like there'd be other things to scare them off. You know, like if if you are very creepy or (laughs) you're a stalker, yes, please be scared. But if you're just telling them you like them, I don't think that should be a reason for them to be scared off. What do you think? The kind of person that I would want to be with is someone where I have a safe space to tell them how I'm feeling to communicate, to be open, to be vulnerable. If for some reason I feel like I like someone and if I tell them that there's not a space in our relationship where it's, oh, like, appreciate you saying that to me. That was really brave. I don't feel the same way. Like, that's really respectful. Or I appreciate you saying that to me. I actually have thought you were super cute, but I thought we were just friends. Like, hello, that's also happened. Come on. Get it. The way that I would answer this question is, I don't want to be with someone where... If I'm open and vulnerable and honest with them, that scares them off. That scares me off. That's a turn off for me. That's going to have me running. If you feel something and you want to explore it, go ahead, do it. Live your life. Amen. The next question that we have, what are the benefits to investing in a friendship before becoming romantically involved? Many of us agree or at least we've seen all over Pinterest, Facebook or whatever, that people say, marry your best friend, be with your best friend, date your best friend. There's something special about having a connection with somebody, having a friendship with somebody before a romantic connection. But it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes it's the other way around. Sometimes you have a romantic connection with someone and you build a friendship connection off of that all i know is it is important to be friends with the person you're interested in that has to come hand in hand you have to be friends with this person you can't hide some part of you that you would be okay with showing to some of your friends if you truly want to have a healthy relationship and you want to communicate the way you feel and you want to be yourself truly be their friend friend i think is the basis for love question four i got friend zoned what do i do now (laughs) 
friend zoning the anti-romanticism actually when you get friend zoned i think the first thing you need to do is remember how amazing you are don't let this friend zoning process or this friend zoning stage make you think less of yourself i also think it is a great opportunity to learn when you get friend zoned why did i get friend zoned now, don't go ahead and say I wasn't enough for this person and this, but this person who has a, a certain background, like it's not going to apply to every girl or every guy that you've gotten friend zoned by, but this particular person had a certain characteristic that perhaps didn't connect well with one of my characteristics or a certain mindset that didn't connect well with my mindset. And is this type of person the type of person I want to be with? Because if that's the case, then I got to maybe change some of my behaviors or my attitudes towards things. If this person that has friend zoned you has certain characteristics that you are in love with, that you love, that you are crushing on so much, and you're like, okay, I need to be with a person like this. Make sure that you have characteristics and important qualities that match what you are wanting. I really like what you're saying. Something that I want to like expound on a little bit is how you're saying that if you want to attract someone who has these qualities that you really like, make sure you have them as well. You want to have the qualities that you want to attract in person. I think that's gold there. Being friend zoned isn't the final hammer it's down. We're never going to be anything. It's not. Respect their boundaries. Test it out. Maybe they're needing more romance. Get creative. It's not the end. If you think you're compatible and you think that it's going to work out, don't give up in a respectful way. Amen, sis. Respectful way. That's important. Next question. How much effort should I be putting into a date or relationship? Effort is so important. I cannot see myself being with someone who puts in zero effort. And this doesn't just mean romantically. Like, I mean, friendship wise. I love it when my friends are putting in just as much effort as I am. And I think that's how every relationship should be. Mm -hmm. It should be not 50-50, 100-100. I don't know where I read that from. I read it somewhere. We should be giving our all and the other person should be giving their all as well. Now, I feel like that's in very invested relationships when you're first starting out and you're maybe going on casual dates or you're friends with someone, even best friends, Give your all, give your 100% in being a best friend or give your all, give your 100% on being there for that casual date, being present. Treat this person how you would want them to treat you. Something to note too is that my 100% might not look like your 100%. How much effort I should be putting into a date or relationship. It's like, what do I want to get out of it? Mm -hmm. Like when I'm... (laughs) I really liked that. Yeah. When... Let me just share a quick story. I recently was like talking to this guy and I was like, I feel like this is more of like a friend connection. So I kind of slowed down how much I'm investing, how much effort I'm putting in. Later that day, he tells me, hey, guess what? I listened to your podcast episode. I really, really liked it. And I was like, he took the time to listen to my first podcast episode. I told him, I was like, this means a lot to me. This shows that I kind of get to see how I'm thinking. And I value how people think. Like their intellect, their mindset is really the most attractive part for me. Like, can we have deep conversations? How do they view the world? What's their consciousness like? He could have easily not done that. And I probably would have been like, you know what? Thanks for everything so far, but I think we're better off as friends. But he did that effort, listened to a podcast episode, and that shifted my entire perspective boys if you're into alessandra 
you better be listening to this podcast episode (laughs) right now. (laughs) Effort means a lot. Don't think that it doesn't get you far because it does. For example, me, I'm huge on chivalry. Like I even like not necessarily romantic relationships, like every relationship in general, someone who's thoughtful and kind to you. But yes, I swoon for guys who are who are <laughs> and like open the doors for me and it's effort is important. Well, and that's part of like proving culture, yeah. like chivalry and romance. Yeah. So make sure to put an effort. Both sides should be putting an effort. And what do you want to get out of it? If you want to get out a 30% good date, then put in 30% effort. If you want to get a really good date, then you put in your 100% effort and it's up to the other person what they put in. And not everyone's effort is the same. I love that. Because, yeah, I could put in an effort and have a great date. And then if I stop putting in effort, I'm not going to have a great second date. And things could just fizzle out. (laughs) Next question. How can I build trust in a relationship? This is deep trust. The ability to know this person will not eat your Reese's cups behind (laughs) your back. For reals, though. To build more trust... I think it's important to know the person who you're having a relationship, once again, friends, date, husband, wife, Platonic, professional, whatever romantic. type of relationship, make sure you know their needs. Make sure you know their needs and their expectations. How are you supposed to build trust or meet an expectation if you don't know it? Make sure both parts are very clear on what the expectations are what it means to be trustworthy in the first place what it means to you if you're doing something that is very close to you very something that you need to be protected something that you need to be secure tell the person that you're giving this gift to tell this person that you're giving this information to hey by the way it is important to me and it's taking me a lot of trust. I'm trusting you with this gift of mine. I'm trusting you with this information of mine. Will you keep it safe? I love that. I actually hadn't even thought about that at all. What I had thought about is consistency. How do you build trust? Consistency, being reliable. If I'm like, hey, I'll call you tomorrow, and I don't call you tomorrow, and then I don't communicate why I haven't called you tomorrow, that's inconsistent. That's unreliable. And that stuff doesn't build trust. High trust people are people that are consistent and reliable. Whatever that looks like in a relationship, that's how you build it with little things. And that even goes to ourselves. If I tell myself, I'm going to wake up at six today and I wake up at six, boom, I've just earned trust points with myself. But if I sleep in, oh no, they're gone. If I tell myself, I'm going to work out today and I work out today, boom, I can trust myself to keep my promises to myself. What does that do? That increases my confidence in myself. That increases my self-esteem. Yes, yes, yes. Question. How can I transition from a casual to a serious relationship? (laughs) (laughs) Trying to slide into those DMs, are you? Honestly, now's the time because of COVID. Mm -hmm. FaceTime calls, guys. Well, casual to more serious At this point, the person who is wondering probably has realized that this person that they're interested in has characteristics that they want to stick around. It's not like, okay, I had fun and stuff. No, this person has characteristics that you're willing to commit to and make it serious. Oh my goodness. Woo. So to do that, you obviously have to have a conversation with them. You're like, Dwayne. Listen, I've had a lot of fun. There's a lot of 
characteristics that I love about you. Like and what? Be specific. <laughs> tell Dwayne. You tell Dwayne what you like about him or her, if Dwayne's a girl, for <laughs> you. And you say, your smile. Stop. You're you're very kind to me. You make oh. me laugh. I feel like I could be myself around you. And I want to know, Dwayne, could there be something more between us? Besides just going on dates. Hey, Dwayne, what do you like about me? You ask Dwayne, what do you like about me? And you let Dwayne, yes, before you ask that first question, you let Dwayne think about the things that he likes about you. And you you let yourself be flattered. You let yourself (laughs) turn red like like a strawberry gumball. And then you say, Dwayne, I'm glad that we both like each other. And I've been thinking I'd love to advance our relationship what do you think is the next step in our relationship you let Dwayne come up with the next step and then he'll say hold your hand (laughs) hopefully he'll he'll think a little bit but if not you just got to be clear with Dwayne you got to explain your situation sometimes some boys and some girls need a specific set of instructions okay so you just communication is what I'm trying to say what do you think I really love that you role-played that. That has made me so happy beyond <laughs> words. And I love that I got to be drained. Um, <laughs> I think communication is key because if we're going on dates and I really like you, I wouldn't just hold back because remember, I want to create the power, the, <laughs> the power. <laughs> I am empowered to create the love that I want. We can kind of just explore, see how it feels. Please Please don't be scared of role play. Go to the mirror in your bathroom. I love role playing. Talk so to your much. mirror and pretend your mirror is Dwayne. Or better yet, talk to your dad or your mom. And I think just with that, it's just like if I don't say what I want, I'm not going to get what I want. So if there's something that I want, I want to say it because I want to communicate it. I want to be direct. Sometimes I'll be bold and sometimes I'll be, like, oh no, I'm a little flustered, but I'll still say it. So I think just. Trust yourself that you're an amazing person and that if you want to be more serious with someone, if you have feelings, tell them and see what happens. Like Alessandra said, just have confidence yourself, role play if you need to, and ponder on it and follow your gut. Next question. Okay, so the next question is, I feel like I lost a sense of what I want and need when it comes to dating. I have a list and it's a good list and I try to be open-minded and keep to my standards as much as I can. It's weird. I'm super picky, but in the end of the day, I don't know what I want. (laughs) Ha ha. Any advice or direction? (laughs) Laugh out loud. Oh, man. I think we've all been there. At least I have. Where I think I know what I want. Yeah. And then I'm like, do I really want this? Or I realize later that's not what I wanted. Mm -hmm. The nice thing is we are free to choose. We can choose what we want. If we thought we wanted something and, and we realized we didn't want it, We don't have to be stuck with our decision, but we have to take into consideration all the feelings of the other person. If we thought we didn't want something, we realized we want it. We also have to take into consideration the feelings of the person. Just make sure that you are being vocal with how you're feeling and don't hide things. Don't be shady. Don't be a snake. (laughs) Just be real with the person and realize that you will learn the more you experience what does that the more you experiment yeah <laughs> get more experience <laughs> that and learn as you like, experiment. no one no one comes out of the hospital at age zero 
knowing what they want in life. Like you have to experiment. That's okay that you don't know, but make sure you're being vocal about it to the person and make sure that you're keeping a record somehow, whether it's in your diary, a journal on a keep notes on your phone or on WhatsApp to your mom, make sure that there's some sort of written record so that you can remember the positive and negative experiences you have and that you can remember what you liked, what you vibed with and what you didn't. I really like that a lot. Something that helps me is just knowing what qualities, characteristics and values are really important to me that I want in myself and that I would want with someone that I'm with. And so the moment that I start seeing a guy have these values or qualities or characteristics that I really like, I'm like, ooh, I want to explore this a little bit further. I want to see what's there. And if I find something that completely does not match up with the qualities or values that I'm looking for, then I'm like, okay, we're totally just friends. And that helps me filter it out. So just having foundational values that are just like, hey, does it match? Yes. Keep exploring. Does it not match? Nope. Okay. We're just friends. Ooh. How do I know when someone is right for me? I think you just said it. Base it off of your cornerstone qualities. If this person makes you happy, makes you feel loved, feel like you can trust this person, you feel like you can be yourself, and you feel like you can learn with this person, then I say this person is for you. So the next one, what are some tips for resolving arguments and disagreements? There's a lot of myths about conflict. Okay, we were studying about this in class. A myth is that conflict is bad, that all conflict is we need to stay away from disagreements. We need to stay away from tension and all those things. That is so false. Conflict is good. It can be really good. Mm -hmm. It can help you get to know a person. It can help you build more connection with people when you have a conflict with them. It's also really important for our development. Yeah. The way that we learn how to regulate our own emotions and get back to baseline after we've had a conflict how am I going to communicate? How am I going to get all that frustration and communicate it in a kind and positive manner to this person later? So yeah, I agree. Conflicts are actually very, very healthy. And in order to do it in a healthy way and in a good way, it's important to make sure it's not a competition. It's not me versus you. Because once you have that mentality and once the other person is thinking that, oh my gosh, like there's a right side and there's a wrong side and we need to show who is right and who's wrong, whip out the swords, whip out. <laughs> I, let's uh, keep this nonviolent actually. Don't whip anything out unless you're whipping cream, you know what I'm saying? But you need to make sure that this person that you're having a conflict with knows that you want to understand them you want to communicate with them you love them you like them whatever you're ready to say to them (laughs) we're not rushing things here but make sure that they know that you want to understand them and you're trying to get their point of view on it and make it less about you speaking and more about you listening if both of you have that mindset of okay I want to understand the other person I want to listen to the other person then things will be a lot more beautiful and a lot more nicer than if both of you are I need to tell this person everything that's bothering me I need to vent out everything right now you did this you did this I did not like that blah 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 but if you try to understand and listen and get the other perspective and both of you have that mindset things are going to work out great I agree with that completely 
I remember like I was going on dates with this one guy and we had there were certain things that we were on like a separate spectrum on. And I remember the way that we communicated with that was just so kind was like, oh, like, why do you feel that way? And then we would listen like, oh, I can understand that. I feel this way because of blah, blah. And it was so calm. Then we got to a point where he was ready to be in a committed relationship. And I just wasn't there yet. And even though we were again on the opposite ends of a spectrum of something was a little bit more personal to us, not like politics or like an opinion on something, but like what we're doing with our relationship, it was still very like, okay, why do you feel that you're ready to take that step? Okay, I can understand that why do I feel like I'm not ready to take that step? And then it's like, okay, I can understand that. So I think no matter where we are, whether it's a personal thing or like an outside external factor thing, I think absolutely there's always ways to express conflict in a healthy manner. I think it also has to do with like setting expectations at the beginning of the relationship because at the beginning of the relationship, we were like, hey, whoever I'm with, like I want it to be really healthy. This experience, I want it to be healthy. As soon as it's toxic or unkind, I'm out. So we both had that very clear going in. So I think creating a space in any relationship, whether it's platonic, professional, or romantic to just say, hey, these are my expectations of how I like to be communicated with. This is how I like to resolve conflict and see what happens. I love that. Not always are you going to find a middle ground. Not always are you going to find a halfway point where both of you can be happy. Sometimes some side is going to have to give in a little bit more than Mm -hmm. the other, but you can find peace with it if both of you have communicated what you need to communicate. Because if there isn't, then you can end up sad story and we don't want y'all to have sad stories this is this is the podcast of how to empower create and encourage okay happy stories so communicate i love you so much i love you too okay the next question how can i balance being an individual and being in a relationship well recently i sang a song called girl put your records on I love that song because that's how I want to feel in a relationship. I want to be with someone who wants me to put my records on and wants me to be happy, (laughs) wants me to use my talents. I want to be with someone who wants me to continue doing the things that I like and doesn't try to take it away, who wants me to have friends and wants me to have hobbies. Mm -hmm. And because I want to be with someone like that, I have to be someone like that as well. I have to encourage the friends I have around me to have other friends, to have other interests besides the ones that we share, to go after their talents and dreams. And I think it's important, you know, there's in in the dating world, I know that ah, I've seen it so much with friends around me. You could really like someone so much and you just fall madly in love, <laughs> head over heels, and all you do is talk about them and think about them and you just get swallowed up and you become this one glob of a person instead <laughs> of two separate people. Make sure you know who you are before you're with this person because that tends to happen mm-hmm. with personalities who kind of don't have a personality. Make sure before you are ready to be in a relationship with someone, you know who you are. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're discovering it along the way with this relationship, but it's okay to have differences with your best friends. It's okay to have differences with your partner. It's okay to have differences with your boss. Mm -hmm. Make sure you know who you are and you are able to separate that from 
them. And if both of you are like super identical and you're like twins and people are going to ask you if you married your sibling or something like that, that's okay too. But as long as you're being true to yourself. I love that response. And I think you hit on something that I really love. It's just making sure you're still who you are as an individual, because there's so many couples when they get together, it becomes a mesh, which means that there is no boundaries in the relationship anymore. So it's like, I'm feeling happy today you're feeling happy. I'm feeling sad today. Now you're feeling sad. It means that we don't have boundaries to what you're feeling is separate from what I'm feeling. You can empathize for me, but we don't share feelings. The only thing we should be sharing is food and love. (laughs) Everything else is like our thoughts and opinions. We can agree with each other, but they should be my own and your own. And I think something that I really love is having like you said, hobbies that are just for me, things that I do that are just for me. And my person celebrates that about me and things that he does that's just for him. And I celebrate that about him because we need that to stay healthy. I love what you said. It's important to grow. It's important to have your own life. But what happens for couples right now that are in the pandemic, for example, and Mm -hmm. they're both working from home, they live together. I think that you can still find things to talk about with your partner or your best friend or your sister or your brother. Whatever relationship you have, you can still be yourself and do your own things. Maybe pick up a book and read, read, (laughs) watch something to share with the person that you want to share. Listen to a podcast. Listen to how to empower, create, and encourage (laughs) found here. There's a lot of solutions to people that spend time together. And yes, you want to become one with this person in the sense of you to share the same standards, values, you to want to love each other and have each other be happy, but you can still have your own personality. Because if you think about it long game, I don't want to be dating him for the rest of my life. I want to be dating different versions of him for the rest of my life. Mm. And I want him to be dating different versions of me. Amen. Someone get her a cookie right now, please. I would love a cookie. What flavor? Chocolate chip. I got to go make a call. (laughs) Okay. So our next question is, what role do love languages play in a relationship? How important are they? Do you know the five love languages? I do. Good. I do too. Should we say them just in case people don't know? Yes. Do you know how many people don't know the five love languages? a lot, actually. One of the love languages is quality time. One of my top love languages. This means that you feel and express love by spending, like it says, quality time with this person. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're not you're not on your phones. You're not texting other people or, or looking at a YouTube video, scrolling on Facebook and whatnot. But you're spending a moment with this person, getting to know them or enjoying something with them. You're present. You're there. And then you also have physical touch. As soon as she walks in the room, give her a hug because she loves physical touch. Hug this person, play with their hair. Yeah, like hold their hand or like, how do you say acariciar in English? Caress. Like caress her shoulder as you're walking by. Just little ways to just touch them. (laughs) Let's not get weird about this. Number three. You have service. Another way that I ooh, I feel loved by That's service. That's my number one. When people serve language. me. Then I did my laundry the other day and I felt so loved. I'm romantic. See? She's so romantic. I'm so romantic. Thank you. Thank you. Another love language is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. People love compliments. Make sure they're sincere compliments. 
Hey, you look beautiful today. Hey, that was really smart of you. You make me laugh. You're funny. I love it when people compliment my intellect, the way that I think about things or the way that I did something else. Thank you for like noticing that I can think. Your skills, right? (laughs) You're not just a pretty face. Come on. Do you know how many people are telling her she's beautiful? Be a little more original. Okay, be a little more original. (laughs) Last but not least, you have gifts. gifts. Homemade gifts. Ah, I love homemade gifts. If you write me a letter or you make letters are so for me. Okay, letters are the best because it's like you've got your words of affirmation in there. Gifts. Yeah, and give it with a hug. It's something you can hold in your hands. Yes. So physical touch. Basically. Amen, sis. You know, time because it took you a while to, to write, write that, that letter, yes. and you obviously have had to spend enough time together that you would be able to say these things to this person. <sighs> We need more letters. Write letters. We need more letters around here. What role do they play oh. in our relationship? <laughs> <laughs> we got sidetracked. Oh my gosh. Well, they're very important. If you didn't get that from our five-minute rant of love languages, please get to know your friend, your partner, your whoever. Make sure you know their love language. yeah get to know yourself invest in your relationship with yourself experiment if none of you know your love language then try it out and be like "Ooh, i like Like, that yeah i feel love this way and just to answer how important are they they're very important because it's the way that i feel loved so i want someone to show me love the way that is registering to me that you need to know how this person feels and thanks and what does this create in our relationship if we don't communicate it creates resentment it creates lack of fulfillment in the relationship I think just communicate, ask each other what your love languages are and try to go outside of your comfort zone a little bit. Uh-huh, to meet those love languages. Yeah. Yes. I like that. Great question. Okay, next question. How flashy is flashy? What's the boundary between a show-off and a humble brag? And this is like in terms of like spending money on a date and in terms of attitude and mannerisms. Well. <laughs> the doctor is in. She just put on her glasses. Well, first, let me show you. This very expensive $500. No, I'm just kidding. I don't even know how much these cost. I think like $4 at Dollar Amber. (laughs) But it looks high class. I mean, I like it. I think it's nice that we as humans want to impress the people we're around. But we shouldn't feel the need to actively be showing off the things that we have. Mm -hmm. Like this person should be liking us without us having to do that. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm not just going to be like, okay, well, I'm not going to brush my teeth and I'm not going to get ready for this date because this person should like me just the way I am. (laughs) No, there needs to be that effort coming in. And you need to show sometimes that you're going out of your way. You're going out of your comfort zone. You're putting in extra effort than you normally would Mm -hmm. because that shows the person that you care. And that you're different from other relationships, especially if you're trying to create like a really good friendship or like a really good romance with this person. It's nice to show why are you different than all my other relationships? Because something that I think we do sometimes is we don't reciprocate investment and we don't show enough investment. So people don't know what's happening. Agreed. How flashy is flashy? I think pride I think for me is like a non-starter like non-negotiable like that has no place in relationships because we're all flawed individuals and so in a relationship there's gonna be many moments where we're like gonna have to take a big bite of humble pie and be to help move things forward and to keep things healthy so I think yeah like whatever you have 
use it. Yeah, don't hide it. Come on. If you've got curves, flaunt them. Like whatever it is that you've got, use it. You got the latest shoes, wear them. In my opinion, like how flashy is too flashy. Don't hide your talents. Don't hide the things that you're happy that you have, that you worked hard for. Just don't let it get to your head. Here is the last question that we are going to do today. Should it bug me that I'm the only one who asks questions in the relationship? I need to feel like this person is interested in getting Mm -hmm. to know me or interested in knowing if we already know each other, interested in knowing my feelings, interested in my life just as much as I'm interested in them. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not easy for you to ask questions or come up with questions, but we live in an era where literally you can Google everything. Google like what questions are good for me to ask a person. Seriously, it, it makes a huge difference if you put in that effort. To answer the person's question, I understand why it bugs you because it bugs me too. But if there's a lot of characteristics in this person that you love, then just be patient with them. I was on the phone call with a guy and he literally were talking. <laughs> Your face. Mm-hmm. literally we were talking and he was asking most of the questions and he's like now you ask me a question and I just love that I was like okay I was like give me a second to think of one and I just love that like he was humble and he was giving me an opportunity to ask him a question so ask for what you want and just another note that I have on this is the way that I view the question asking thing is I just think it kind of reveals how intentional a person is about dating you and what they're English, what they're actually looking for. Because if I'm asking you questions, how was your day? What's your favorite color? That's great. Super superficial. That tells me nothing about who you are. If I ask you questions like, what's the last book that you read? What was your childhood like? What's your favorite memory? What is something you're really passionate about? What are your dreams? What's one thing you need to do before you die? It tells me a little bit more about the nature of who you are. And it, for me, as a person asking that, it lets me know, is this person compatible with my beliefs, with my values, with my standards, with the characteristics that I want? Could I build a life with this person? Could I be in a relationship with this person? Should I explore this further? Questions reveals to me how intentional they are about getting to know me. And if they want to know me on a superficial level... Or they actually want to know the way that I think, which is why I think I was so moved when that guy was like, I listened to your podcast. And every time that a guy is like, I've listened to your podcast and this is what I thought about it. I'm like, they're getting to know the way that I think. And I love that. Yeah. Make sure to tell the person, this is how I feel about you not asking me questions or this is how I feel about me asking all the questions. If they want to change that, that's a good sign. And if, if they struggle with it, we're all different. For me, it could be really easy to come up with questions on the spot. And for someone else, it could be hard. That doesn't mean that you need to drop this person. Exactly. And that's a good point. Just because their personality is a little bit different. But if they say, I'm really not great at asking questions. I really do want to get to know you. Just talk about it with them. I had one guy say to me, I really don't want to feel like I'm the only one doing like all the chasing. I want to feel like I matter to you too. So it would make me really happy to get like a good morning text from you first one day. And I was like, oh, okay, got you. I want you to feel wanted in this relationship too. So I would send a good morning text. Just ask for what you want. And if someone is not giving it to you, like at that time I wasn't, like he was the only one texting good morning first. I think it's super humble and vulnerable to say, hey, I would love to feel wanted too. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So that was our last question. So now we're going to do our final thoughts. Final thoughts. 
go ahead. You take it away. Take it away, mama. What I ask all the guests that come on is the next couple of questions that I'm going to ask you. What is something you've empowered yourself to do that has improved the quality of your life? And this can do with the topics that we've been talking about today or just anything that comes to mind. I've empowered myself to be more bold. Growing up, that I just remember not having a lot of self-confidence. I was myself, but who I am today, I'm a lot more bold and, and a lot more straightforward than I used to be. I used to beat around the bush all the time whenever there was conflict or whenever there was some sort of disagreement with people or not even disagreement, just I was shy to share my opinions or shy to establish boundaries. And now that's not something that I'm scared to do. And it has changed my life. It makes me so happy. It's freeing. I feel joy. I feel like I can be who I am and people can take it or leave it. I will do the same for them. I will love people the way they are as long as they have that mutual respect. I love that. So what is one thing you'd like to empower others to do to improve the quality of their lives? I would love to empower others to take control of their lives through positive perspectives, through healthy communication, and knowing that despite all their imperfections, they deserve love as much as anyone else. I love that. That's so sweet. And I agree. Everyone deserves to be loved because we're children of God and he created us to be happy and he wants us to be happy. He's invested in our happiness and our success. What's something you would encourage others to do and what words of encouragement would you give those people? I feel like I have an abundance of love in my life because the source of that love is from someone abundant. And for me, that's God. And for everyone else, that could be someone different. But for me, it's God and Jesus Christ. They are someone that I know I can always look up to. Someone who loves me no matter what. Because I have that relationship with them, I feel like I will always have something filled in my heart. For people during this pandemic, during this time, if they have faith in God, I highly suggest they build on that because... This spiritual wellness, this spiritual dimension of the of themselves will greatly influence every other aspect of their lives. That's the first thing that comes to mind is to build on your spiritual pillar, to make sure that you are connected to the God that you believe in. If you don't believe in God, perhaps investigate, research how you can fill that spiritual connection, how you can gain that, how you can build your spiritual pillar, because I know that we all have spirits inside of us. The second thing I suggest is go out. (laughs) Make sure you're going out. Make sure you're going out for a hike or like you're getting some fresh air. If you gain that spiritual confidence, which can also be done by connecting yourself with mother earth by, (laughs) by going out in nature, just remember you are here for a period of time. Sadly, I don't even want to mention it, but you're going to not be alive on this earth one day. I didn't want to say it. I'm sorry. (laughs) But make sure that when that day comes, you can look back and you lived a life with no regrets. I would rather you have fear and rejection now and go through uncomfortable moments than have a ton of regret at the end of your life. Mm -hmm. So talk to that person. Make a phone call. Get on the treadmill or go into that website you were wanting to check out, but you were too scared to make a profile on. 
there's so yeah there's so many ways to connect right now we have so much technology like there's really no reason not to meet people there's dating sites there's like facebook groups if you don't want to do dating sites go look at like common interests i'm in like geeks of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints i'm at sci-fi writers i'm at fantasy writers there's so many different forums there's reddit facebook instagram find something and then start building relationships with people in those communities and i know there's plenty of other ways to meet people apart from the ones we've mentioned but i guess we're gonna have to save that for another time (laughs) one key message in this podcast is that i believe that we're all empowered to create the life the love the reality and the world that we want so my last question to you diana is what is the reality you want to create in your life oh fuego So loaded questions. The life I want to create is a life of joy because I know that we were all made to be happy. I know that we were all made to become the best we can be and to learn and grow here on earth and to have eternal happiness. The life I want to create is a life of service where I connect with a ton of people and and I share my love with them and they share their love with me. I want to create a life where I build as many talents as I can and I multiply them and I don't hold back on anything. I want to create a life where I have fun every single day and I also feel, I I feel sad, I feel angry, I feel all of these emotions, but I hold on to the good things and I let that motivate me and drive me and I just envision myself being happy with all the different aspects, physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, romantically. I know, like you said, we all can create the life that we want. It's not going to come in a snap of our fingers. It's going to take effort. I know that the challenges that we face help us become who we need to become. I love everything that you said. I just want to express gratitude for how kind you are and how I admire your tenacity with challenges and your optimism and how you genuinely love people and you love the Lord. And I love that so much. I want to celebrate you for serving a mission, first of all, volunteering all your time and serving other people and then celebrate you for singing and lifting up your voice and saying what you think and what you need and sharing what you love with the people that you love. Diana, where can people connect with you? People who would like to connect. I have an Instagram and it's at the Diana Lucia, T-H-E-D-I-A-N-A-L-U-C-I-A. A YouTube and a Facebook page under that as well. If you look up the Diana Lucia, I would love for your listeners to connect with me. I share music about all different types of things. I try to make people laugh every once in a while. It's been such a pleasure being with you on your podcast, Alessandra. For you listeners out there, I highly recommend you always stay tuned. It's important to invest in your well-being and in your empowerment. And this podcast is helping you do so. I love you. You're so sweet. I'm going to link where to find Vienna in the podcast episode. And I just want to say thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. I love you. I love you too. We had so much fun because of you. I'm going to put a blooper at the end. The Wi-Fi was being wonky. We strive to make the best of it. I hope it was somewhat coherent. Closing thought. I've been thinking about one of the six most romantic words that made me dream and smile when I was a little girl. And they lived happily ever after. Our society used to be like that. 
You would meet someone, court, marry, and live happily ever after. I believe the reason why those happily ever afters used to happen is because people believed they would. Why? Maybe because our parents tucked us in with those stories and it's all we talked about with each other. If you are wanting a fairy tale, you're happily ever after in love or life, then you need to believe in your happily ever after and have a narrative and dialogue in your mind that help you believe. If you believe it, you can build it. Start with one step. Experiment with the prompts we talked about today and let me know how it goes. I wanna know. You can create the life, the love, the reality, and the world that you want. I believe in you. Oh, thank you. Give me a hug, you Aww. physical toucher. I love this woman. You're gonna have to cut this part out.